podcasting from the Museum of Broadcast Communication in Chicago. Check out their new exhibit, Stay Tuned, Rock on TV, now through April 2020. Artifacts on uh, in the exhibit, uh, Stay Tuned, Rock on TV, include some awesome artifacts, uh, like the beige suit worn by Soul Train host and producer Don Cornelius and Soul Train sign. What about uh, Paul Schaefer's uh, Kurzweil 250 keyboard from The Late Show with David Letterman? Oh, I like that one. And what about some clothing that Sonny and Cher both wore? At the same time? Yeah. That, you'll have to come in to find out. Oh, well, all of that um, at the new exhibit, Stay Tuned Rock on TV, and also... Some great exciting news. The return of the Chicago TV gallery with Bozo, Garfield Goose, Zvanguli, and more. Just visit museum.tv. And Friends is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on the next Back to You, A Star is Born. You really do think a star is born. I wasn't talking about me. (laughs) Yeah, it all refers back to you. Yes, and our guest, Deborah Pappas. She's a talent agent who scours the universe looking for talented people to put them in wonderful productions, and I don't know why she wound up here. (laughs) (laughs) That's on the next Back to You with Steve Baskerville and Howard Sudbury. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to You, an OPI show, only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast and Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Anne Friends. Woo! Woo! Oh, Jesus. Oh my God. I didn't think it was that loud of a woo. Woo! Happy birthday, guys. We made it. We made it. This we, is this we, is one year. We made it. We, we've actually made five episodes. Can oh. you believe that? Oh. Does that consider a birthday though? Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Yeah. I thought usually season. birthdays mean one year. Well, it's it's part two of season two. It's season two point two. Oh, okay. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. So, well, you know, people don't know us, so let's introduce ourselves. Right, because I'm Tommy. Uh, I like the free donuts. It's most of the reason I come here, and I would really prefer if you guys would stop insulting my fashion choices. I'm Kimmy. I like napping and tiny things, like, you know, tiny little puppets or anything weird, like the collectible pennies that I often get on vacation. And uh, I'm Sam. I like quagmires and chocolate bunnies and often Reddit threads about people crashing and snakes dying. I don't know if I care for quagmires. I'm more of a dilemma kind of guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but quagmire is a little bit more of an intense definition of the same thing. Okay. Can you give a definition? Well, a quagmire is like a dilemma, and a dilemma is like a problem. Can you use it in a sentence? Yes. Um, I got into a dilemmic quagmire that caused many problems. Bonus points for the uh, extra vocab word of dilemmic. Yes. Yes. Language of origin? Uh, Italy. That's... All right. (laughs) Uh, So would that make Quagmire from Family Guy a dilemma almost? It would make him, yes, a dilemma and hence a problem. Hmm. Well, he is obviously a problem. But sorry, that's where my brain keeps going every time you say Quagmires or Quagmire. Yeah. I'm just saying giggity in my head. That's where they got the name, that in Vietnam. More questions on that, but I don't want to get in that rabbit hole, so... (laughs) 
Well, let's start off the show with the new segment uh, that we started last week called FCC About That, where we break a specific FCC rule every show. And this one is hoaxes. Um, so we can't uh, pretty much broadcast false information concerning crime or catastrophe that violates the FCC rules. Um, so somewhere throughout the episode, we'll say a catastrophe that happened. Okay. Yeah. This actually reminds me, there's been a bombing downtown. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It's happening right now as you're listening. Yes, there's a bomb that exploded um, in the back of a horse-drawn carriage. And the bomb took hostages. Yes, it did. And the bomb, uh, the bomb took five hostages from the local supermarket. All named Steve. <laughs> what a coincidence. Yep. <laughs> there's a convention in town. Yeah, there is. The Stevenson. So we'll catch you up on that bomb later. Yep. Yep. At least I know I'm safe as if I went to the Stevenson, basically. But, so. you know, apart from that bomb, let's just go into real news. Yeah. Yeah, let's go into the real hard-hitting news that yes. I always like to look for you guys each week. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say hard-hitting news this week because we're talking wait, about... Wait, wait. wait. Oh, yeah. Covering the news from around the world to your backyard, it is time for the news. All right. Well, it's not really hard-hitting news. It's animal news. It could be hard-hitting. Well, actually, it's kind of funny you say hard-hitting. Actually, none of these. Well, one of them is hard-hitting because now in California, they just passed the new law. If you hit it, you can eat it. Excuse me. Oh, like a... Uh, you can eat roadkill. Like roadkill. Okay. Yeah. Now in California... I didn't know that wasn't allowed already. <laughs> that's, a gr- that's a great law. Which is interesting because I'm shocked in California because when I think of California, I don't think of them really eating meat. But I mean... Yeah, it's now a new law for California. If you kill the animal, you're allowed to eat it, which I knew you're allowed to do that here and in some other states. But I didn't know you were allowed to do that here in yeah. Illinois. My mom would tell me, she's like, if you ever get hit by the deer, take it for the venice. I'm like, that's really gross because I'd feel like there'd be window shards. But you know, it'd be good. I mean, granted, it's hitting your engine block. The deers are going to be half cooked. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I honestly thought that everyone was already allowed to do that. I can see why you wouldn't. Allow it as like a, you just see a raccoon on the side of the road and you go, that's good eats. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> Swerve out of your way just to hit it on purpose, then it's a problem. Well, I was thinking, you know what, it probably makes sense for big game, but for like small game like raccoon or, or uh, squirrel, you know, that thing's just flat. That thing's destroyed, yeah. yeah. Wow, I'm just kind of interested in reading this bill mainly for the fact of it at least protects certain ones like endangered species, but deer counts like are approximately 90%. Of the collisions that happen in California. And I'm like, dang. I'm, uh, there, confused. There's people out there. They get a free phone. Our producer just took my phone that went off and put it outside in the exhibit of the new exhibit at the museum. Is that the Monsters, Inc. theme? No, it's actually the theme to the 1960s television show Mannix. That's even more confusingly specific. <laughs> it's a pretty good TV show. To the next pet. Hey, TV Must shows. Be. There's a new reality TV show in UK. Oh, hell yeah. That's about, it's called, um, oh God, I just had it. It is called Meat, M E A T, The Family. It is where animal lovers have to go vegetarian or eat their own pets. What? Really? Yeah, who the heck would sign up for That's this? That's a great TV show idea. That really holds you accountable, I yeah. guess. I mean, it's like you have to go vegetarian or eat your dang cat. Yeah, but you know, they have to have an episode where the person actually eats their pet, right? Oh, no. 
Because Eventually, because like, the stakes couldn't be lower if you don't. Who would watch right? reality TV shows without something terrible happening? Do you guys remember Kid Nation? No. This ran on, I want to say CBS. This was almost a decade ago. Um, basically, they sent like some 30, 40 kids into like this little shanty town they built and said, run your own society. Things went Lord Whoa. of the Flies so fast. Oh, my God. Kids were injured. They I were gotta sick. I got to look that up. That's a great show. This was around the time they started doing like a ton of lawsuits on reality TV, but this one got none of them wow. because the parents signed this whole contract that said, I'm not allowed to sue if my kid is like injured, maimed, contracts a sexually transmitted disease, killed. If their child died as a result of the show, <laughs> they still couldn't sue. Why as a parent would you sign that? Because you really, really want your kid to be famous and you gave up on them being Olympic athlete. It's a once in a lifetime chance to be on TV. Once in a lifetime. Yeah. I hope my parents would have done that for me. Would you kill your animal? Oh no, I would totally not go on this show and my... I'm not saying that I couldn't be a vegetarian, but I like meat. And... I think that a lot more people, myself included, would take the vegan options if it didn't cost a dollar extra That's for true. the veggie yeah. burger. I would do the Impossible Burger every time if they'd make it the same price. And I know why the meat companies are always going to undercut for that exact reason, but like... But it's also cheaper to have meat, you know, than to make fake fake food. It's much cheaper to continue with the system that's destroying the planet, well, it'll so I'm get, just going to stick with it. It'll get cheaper <laughs> eventually. It's like it's like the processing the the food. In theory, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully that happens before we like run out of space on the planet and we just die. Because that's coming up. That deadline is around the corner. I know. It's going to be great. Gee, Mr. Positivity wars. over here. I'll be fine. I'm white. This could be another reason for making <laughs> you not want to eat meat, though. Um, this family, they f had their basement flooded with animal blood, animal fat, and animal bones. Oh, what type God, of I animal blood this. and fat and bones? Yeah, it's all because the butcher store next door to them it flooded it all into their basement oh that's awesome i, I hope they're having a halloween they party storing that much <laughs> well it's a butcher yeah well, why do you say. need the blood well you well, don't, you don't. That that's why they Actually, have it because they drain the blood out of the animals at the butcher shop well don't they you could it somewhere how did they get that much blood that feels like you store it up for a week well imagine how much blood is in a cow why isn't it coagulating well that's if you well, think why about didn't they it keep it to coagulate they have grease traps and those ones get pretty full. Oh, that's yeah. true. Okay. So it's like, this is just a blood trap. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't repurpose it. What, the blood? Yeah, some people eat it. There's a... Wait, 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 wait. You mean some people drink the blood? No, it's like, they. some people like gelatinized blood um, in like a, a jello. Soup. Soup, blood, blood Our soup. producer just held up a sign that says, soup. Mm -hmm. This is some vampire thing going on here. I know there is well, like you've people seen, who do that. Is you've that seen, what it's for? You've seen Indiana Jones, right? Which one? The Indiana <laughs> Indiana Jones too. They ate the monkey brain. That's okay. a little different. That's di yeah. I was gonna say that's not drinking blood. That's eating a brain. In American Horror Story, they did it. Oh no, they drink blood in uh, Indiana Jones too. Too. Too too. Yeah. Uh, they do a lot of ritualistic stuff in Temple of Doom. Well, he drinks blood and gets the curse. Right. That was probably the most racist of the movies. Yeah, probably. Also, somebody was like, you know, uh, the director was going through a really bad divorce at the time. And I'm like, you can kind of tell by the writing for the female lead. That was his wife. <laughs> was it really? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> I hope they keep it for Halloween. 
Keep what? The, the blood. Oh, and the, the bones? Blood. <laughs> I can understand <laughs> the bones. Do a haunted house thing. Yeah. You can keep the bones, definitely. And then when people ask, like, wow, your bones look so real, you could just say, they are. Ooh. That may think spooky. You know you can buy a fetal pig online. I used to have a really? baby octopus yeah. in a jar. Yeah. But then my cat smelt it and drank the weird stuff that was holding it, and um, we had to get rid of it. it the re- cat? No. no the from out the uh. <laughs> the uh, the octopus in a heart jar. It was actually two baby octopuses that were dead. I I only say because I was looking for pig's blood for a Halloween party. Um, so, okay. Why? Because yeah. it's. I thought you know it'd be a cool Halloween party to fill the bathtub full of blood. It's uh, Halloween. Um. They also have fake blood for that, too. Yeah, I mean, you can just make that out of, like, dish soap and chocolate sauce. I know, but fake blood isn't the real thing. So how often are you on the uh, dark web looking at stuff for things like Uh, blood? You can actually get this on biologysupplies.com. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. What is a kidney selling for right now, Samuel? Because I'm looking to sell. (laughs) i got a lot of debt coming up as soon as I'm out of school, so... You're going to need to uh, sell more than your kidney. Trust me. What if I sold both? You, you really only need zero, they say. Just don't ever drink. Or no, that's your liver. If I sell both kidneys, I can't get kidney stones. <laughs> Tommy, if you sold both your kidneys, you would probably die and wouldn't be logged in the annals of history. The annals, the annals of history? Yes, the annals of history, like last week's, next week's history today. It is, it is time, time for, for next, next week's, week's history, history today. today. Oh, this reminds me. Uh, Martians have just landed in Grant Park. They did? Yep. Martians are currently landing. Uh, There's a giant glistening tripod of hard metal uh, laser blasting uh, various buildings. That's true. Um, uh, Their ships have landed on top of the uh, the lake, um, and uh, they're currently walking on water. Ooh, what do they look like? Are any of the movies depicting them right? Or It's actually the movie Paul. Yes. Movie Paul. Yes. Uh-huh. They look like the main character, Simon Pegg, all of them. Every single one. Yep. Are they as friendly? As Simon Pegg? Yeah. I've never met him, so oh. I, I would hope so. They seem nice. Our improv is slightly improving. Like you could see a you could see a bell curve through that bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um until you make it drop. Uh, In next week's history today, the segment where we look forward into the past of the future, uh, we're going to look at next week's past right now. So Sideways. Sideways. So starting on October 30th, uh, that was when Orson Welles did the Mars invasion causing national panic. Do you guys remember that? I was there. You know, I'm told by some sources that it was actually blown way out of proportion by the newspapers yes. as anti-radio propaganda. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I knew it was blown out of proportion because small towns really freaked out, but everyone else knew that it was, you know, part of the radio hour. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, if you didn't tune in halfway through, you'd be like, okay, this is a story that I was I signed up to listen yeah. to, went out of my way. I had to listen to this live. There's no such thing as reruns right now. Also, they, why, would they, why would they... 1938. Why would they have commercials... In an important news broadcast, right? And at the beginning of every wow. commercial break, they even said, this is a fictional thing. Like, there's, yeah. there's no way people were... All right, I'm not going to say there's no way people were that dumb. But it's fun to play pretend. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, here's something that you really can't believe is that in 1988, on October 30th, Michael Dukakis, whoever he was, admitted he was a liberal. I don't know. I just, I don't know what this has to do with anything. I wasn't alive during it, so it doesn't really matter to me, but. Interesting. Yeah, so um, in 1974, the rumble in the jungle happened. Muhammad Ali, he beat George Foreman. Can you believe that? Was, Ooh, why did we call it that? Did George Foreman, was he the one that created the Foreman Grill? That is the one, yes. Why did he fight Muhammad Ali? He was a boxer first. Did you oh, know that? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> George Foreman was a boxer, then he had an idea for a grill. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, I always knew him as the guy who made the grill. <laughs> well, on that note, can we learn something today? Uh, I think the Rumble in the Jungle was actually um, a specific fight that they had in Africa. In um, the country of Zaire. Okay. Or uh, Zaire. I don't know. But I, I, yeah. They had a whole bunch of like artists go out there too and do it. That works well. good because I, I was worried for a minute that this was just like in New York and they were just like, what? No. Two black boxes. <laughs> I wonder if the punches. In 1974? Beat the idea of the Foreman grill into his head. Actually, Muhammad Ali uh, beat him with a grill and that gave him the idea of the George Foreman. In-home grill. Just in, Muhammad Ali has risen from the grave and is on a rampage beating people downtown with a grill. That's right. Happening right now, burgers are flying everywhere and there's charcoal in my pants. If you are in the loop, run. Yeah. So, and on, on October 31st, uh, the Pope, in 1992, the Pope admits that the Earth revolves around the sun. Can you believe it took him that long? Yep. I have to imagine at that point the Pope was just like, "Oh, did we never get that?" Yeah, he he uh, he uh, he said the Church was uh, wrong about imprisoning Galileo Galilei. It only took him uh, thirteen years of investigating, though, to yep. uh, figure that out. Yeah. So after three hundred years, three hundred and eighty years, it took him time to realize hmm, maybe the Sun, you know, is the center of the universe. This was the same Pope eight years later who said Pokemon is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and also in 1987, Mighty Mouse sniffed cocaine. Get out. Yeah. Claims were made that the cartoon mouse smith- sniffed cocaine in, in uh, the episode on a Sunday morning cartoon. Wait, in like every episode? Uh, just in that episode. The producer claimed it was sniffing flowers that had been crushed by a bully. <laughs> which means that someone ruined the cocaine stash at the office. That makes me sad. That they lost their cocaine? Well, that somebody smashed flowers. Oh. <laughs> That's a sad thought. <laughs> On November 1st, in 1800, John Adams, first president to move into the White House. Only like the second president, right? Yeah, yeah. Wait, he was the first, though, to move in the White House? Yes, he was. Interesting. Also, White House destroyed 15 years later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Canadians set it on fire. Really? Didn't they also destroy it during the World of 1812? That is the War of 1812. Oh, 15 boy. years after 1800? 15, it was like 1812 lasted from 12 to 14. It was part of the Napoleonic Wars. Damn. I gotta, that's like, because you, you learn about the Revolutionary War. You never learn about the War of 1812, and it happened like right after. Well, yeah, we lost it. Oh, that's why we don't talk about it. No. We talk about Vietnam a surprising amount then. It's because we didn't lose it. You're and right. it wasn't a war. We withdrew from from the police conflict. Yes, from the police. Exactly. Occupation. No, that's too dirty a word. The no, police no, no. conflict. Yes. Yes. Political conflict. The police action 
the the anti-communist defense force yes in vietnam yes in 1963, on November 1st, uh, the first U.S. Christmas stamps were issued, which is interesting. You'd think they'd have them a little bit earlier. I mean, it's pretty close still. You got a month. Yeah. Well, this was only about a decade after we put... Oh, no, yeah, that's the thing I was going to say, is we think that Christmas starts early now. Uh-huh. They're releasing them on November 1st. Yeah. That's pretty early, isn't it? It is. It's way before Thanksgiving. Wait. I put my Christmas lights up in October. Just because I don't really respect Halloween as oh. a holiday. Wow. Yeah. The way you dress, the I would have The only holiday thought. I... <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard what he said, but... Mm. Um, I feel very strongly you saying that you don't respect October as an actual holiday because that's my I favorite. I certainly don't respect October as a holiday. It's a whole month. Halloween, though. Actually, it's, uh, it's, it's my uh, uh, Latina Heritage Month. So you should respect that. I do respect Latinx it heritage. Is. My uncle is Cuban. All right. Uh, uh, in, in November 1st, 1950, believe it or not, someone tried to shoot Harry Truman. I wonder why. It was a Puerto Rican nationalist. Hey. hey He One day off from being a part of Latinx Heritage Month. Oh, boy. It's actually a pretty good reason for a Puerto Rican to try to assassinate the president. I mean, we we announced their citizenship on, like, March 6th of 1913, and then the day after we declared war on the Axis powers in World War I. In 1913? Yeah. You know, the actual documentation says... You, you understand that the war was in 1917, right? It ended in 1917. It started in 1914. Right. But All we right. didn't join 17. until 19... Whatever. Yes. I fucked it up. <laughs> uh, on November 2nd, 1983, uh, was the first Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Oh, really? Yeah, from Ronald Reagan. I really thought that was sooner. Yeah. And then the Cuban Missile Crisis happened on the same day in 1962. Same day. Yeah. And then in 1989, in 1889, North Dakota and South Dakota become the 39th and 40th states. Why don't they just have one giant Dakota? This is the Dakota state. Mm. It'd be so big, though. Right? Right? I mean, they would be in competition with Texas. It'd be a super Dakota. Well, Alaska's already beating Texas. Well, then it could be in competition with Alaska. But that'd be know, really Alaska's interesting. Really Instead big. of just having this North Dakota, South Dakota, you just have Dakota. Yeah. What about West Virginia and... Uh... Yeah, we already had this conversation. <laughs> uh-uh. Not putting them back together. <laughs> Uh, on November 3rd, 1993, Polly Wants Justice, a parrot who knew who the murderer was, but nobody wanted to listen. Aww. Yeah. I mean, if you were the murderer, wouldn't you teach the parrot to say someone else's name? Yeah. Well, the parrot apparently said that the parrot kept repeating, Richard, no, no, no. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's maybe the last words of the... Oh, that's kind of yeah, scary. Yeah, right. But I think that'd be interesting. Like, how do you just go up to a judge and be like, my witness... Is this parrot? Well, they did actually once, um, I think it was in Virginia, they brought in a chicken as a witness to a chicken theft, and it led to a guilty conviction. Like, the <laughs> chicken's testimony led to a guilty conviction, so I think we should have listened to the parrot. <laughs> You're kidding me, right? I'm dead serious. What? I mean, at least a parrot can speak. What is the chicken just going to do? Pluck the ground? Heck I yeah. don't remember the full details. I feel like it just 
it glared at somebody to identify uh, the thief. That's all you need to do now. Bring an animal in to glare at the guilty party. Uh, on November 4th, 1979, the Iranian hostage crisis happened, everyone. Round of applause. Woo! Yeah. I feel like I don't want to applause for that, and I almost did. You don't want to enjoy the Iranian hostage uh, crisis? Also on the same day in 1992, nudity was banned at the University of California at Berkeley. Well, that's just sad. Yeah. I mean, come on, be wild and free, right? Well, it's it's it was because of this guy, uh, the student known as the naked guy, who regularly attended classes ah natural. I can't imagine you'd get away with that regularly. Got away with it for a while. How much of a thing was this that people were just like, oh, that's just naked guy? Hippies came from Berkeley. All I know is I would never want to sit in the seat after him. <laughs> it's true. All that that's, sweat. That's the only thing I'd think about. Uh, in November 5th, uh, 1927, first seeing eye dog in the United States was ever here. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, his name was Buddy. His name was Buddy? Mm-hmm. Hopefully he was a good buddy. <laughs> huh. You know, I'm seeing your list here, and you are missing an important day for November 5th. Is that right? What is? Yeah. What is it? It is... My mom's birthday. Aww. Your mom's birthday. The day she was birthed. I can't tell you the year because I actually don't know how old she is. <laughs> I've never known. Oh. Minus her 50th when my dad let it slip, but that was... Well, you can count back from but there. But I don't remember how old... I was young at that time, and I didn't think about remembering the day, um, like the year or whatever it was. Oh. I always so. count it as... Um, I call my dad 40 until he's 45, and then 45 until he's 50. Currently, he's 50. Uh, he's coming up on 55. Oh. Coming up, I know my dad's age, and I know my mom's roughly 10 years younger, but if you ask my mom, even family, she'll tell a lady who never reveals her age, and I always give her the scenario, what if you die, and I need to identify you, and they ask me your age, and I can't say it. Do you get a birth certificate? I don't even know where that is. Oh. I don't know where a lot of things is. She has things in, like, money in the mattress, I think. She's that type of person. Should we all sing happy birthday? I don't know. It fell out of copyright, didn't it? Sure. <laughs> we'll sing two seconds of it. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Happy birthday. All right. Uh, <laughs> last one. On November 6th, the only third-party U.S. president to ever be elected, Abraham Lincoln. Ironically, a Republican. Yes. And Laura Bush met George H.W. Bush, and they got married in 1963. That was actually the exact same day. Yeah. Wow. It was same day and year. Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. Uh, Laura Welch, the 17-year-old future first lady of George W. Bush, runs a stop sign, striking a car and killing its sole occupant. Wow, her ending classmate. That's, yeah. That's rough. Yeah. That's actually, oh, wow. So, like, the classmate was Michael Douglas. And yeah. there's an actor named Michael Douglas. I feel like you sh they should make a movie with Michael Douglas playing Michael Douglas. Where Michael Douglas, at his current age, plays a 17-year-old <laughs> Michael Douglas. Yeah, they have, they have ways around it. I think they can make it happen. All right. We can, go, we can go make the movie, but right now a boat is sinking off of uh, the lake right now. Oh, my God. Yes. And, and the boat has hostages. The boat has hostages from the same bomb from earlier, and we're going to have to take a break. Oh. If you missed the Los Ano or La, Los Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. 
Tony, I think we have to talk about something. All right, let's talk. You spoke about going to see Star Wars again. We need to talk about you in Star Wars. <laughs> I'm proposing that before you see Star Wars again, which I know is going to happen, we need to get at least two other movies under your belt during this viewing season. Empire Strikes Back and Return of Jedi. No, no, sir. We need to get something that does not involve laser swords, so to speak. How many times have you seen it, Tony? Seven. Just seven. Just seven. <laughs> Tony, that's over 14 hours mm-hmm. of your life devoted of- to watching one, in my opinion, Pretty mediocre Star Wars. That always scares me a little. (laughs) In a good way. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever the f*** it's called. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. So, Dave, what will people get when they hear Minutia Men? Well, Rick, uh, worthless information about things in the news, celebrity tidbits, yeah, stories, Cubs trivia, very little profanity, Nazi stories, and lots of nudity. And that's uh, that's just a taste of what you'll get every week. Episodes every week. Yeah. Tony Lasano podcast and Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com. We're back, guys. I'm Woo! glad we're back. Back to doing a lovely show and back with a segment that I haven't done since season one. Whoa. And it is our lovely paranormal stories. You take one haunting or one ghost, add in a Kimmy, and she provides you with paranormal stories. I think the most appropriate time for this is just for the fact it's October. Yeah. The month of Halloween and spookiness that, you know, even if Tommy doesn't like it. And also Christmas turkey. Oh, God. What? Well, <laughs> this week it's kind of more of talking about the events that happened from a horror movie. Um, the Exorcist, 1973. Ooh. Do you guys like here? Like all the, that story, not just what happened in theaters, but what happened during the set and everything, it's like a cursed movie, apparently. What happened? Well, there has been some deaths that Ooh. happened and incidents that happened while they were filming. There has been there was a scene where the mother of the possessed girl was actually um, hurt, and she still is dealing with the pain today because she was, like, thrown down. Huh. And she actually gave out a true scream because she actually really did get hurt. But it's like somebody else pushed her. Like, she didn't, like, know... She actually got pushed down, but not by, like, one of the assistants or anything? Well, it was supposed to be part of the scene, but I, she the how it happened was such force that she actually hurt herself. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy. And the fact that it still bothers her today is crazy to think about because it's something she stuck with. And also, while they were filming, two of the actors died uh-huh. in post-production. Oh, my God. So if it doesn't make it where it's like you're getting hurt on there and people were dying before the movie even came out. Um, actors uh, Jack McGowan and Vasily. I butcher names. I want to admit that guy. <laughs> Sorry. Vasiliki Maleros. But they both died. Uh, strange deaths that, well, what makes their death strange is their characters also died in the film. Wow. Yeah. And it was, uh, one was 
like nearly killed because of a motorcycle. It's just crazy to think like you know you died in the film, you're dead in real life. Yeah, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like the King Tut stuff where yeah. everyone di- everyone related to it dies. What I like more um is also this whole thing was based off a real life event yeah, of a boy, yeah. but they changed it to a girl to protect his identity. But it's like people know who the actual boy is. Did the actual boy go and see the movie? Well. That I don't know. I was trying to look. He doesn't have any memory from it, though. Huh. He, like, didn't have any memory. And actually, he went on to live a normal life and worked for NASA (laughs) later on. I remember reading about, like, The Exorcist 2 when they did a whole scene where, like, there were swarms of locusts everywhere. They had a guy come in with a fully trained swarm of locusts. And he was going around before the scene started, like, placing locusts on people. And wow. they're all just sitting there like, uh. And then there's just a whole bunch of other ones that he's just like, now just go, into, just go crazy. And they're all just flying around. How do you train locusts? I know, right? Oh well, God. they train fleas for the circus. That's true. Yeah. Again, how does one do that? You might, it's... I guess it's really the same as training a dog. Except people will actually train it. And a they locust. have exoskeletons, I mean. Well, you have endoskeletons. That's true. Um, some more things that happened with filming was uh, Linda actually had her back broken. Jesus. Because she was flung in one of the th- scenes. So Why were they throwing so many people? Well, it's because, have you ever seen it when she was like possessed on the bed? She was like hanging from things. Yeah. So it's like when you're hanging, when those things break, it snaps. Mm. And you get hurt while it happens. I'm starting to think they had a bad stunt coordinator on this movie. Yeah. Well, it's just, there's a lot of things that happened on here. I'm I'm just surprised she doesn't have like neck injuries or anything, because she had to spin her head around a whole minute, a bunch of times. Well, that one also is the lovely editing or special effects that helped with that. Oh. But the thing that gets you most, like the reason um, that brought me to the story and talking about it, is because videos been coming up from back when audience members went and saw the movie. Oh, that's cool. And they were all freaking out. Like you, they people waited six or seven hours to see this movie. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't even stand like 30 minutes in. It was that bad. People were fainting, having heart attacks, and, weirdest of them all, having miscarriages. Huh. In the movie theater? In the movie theater, I'm not 100% sure, but they were having complications because they were like so traumatized from it. That's tough. There was a doctor on site saying that's going to be a stillborn. It was uh, half hour into the movie. It was reported afterwards because it was so many people went and were having issues with this movie. Well, wow. a month ago, I did see The Exorcist. <laughs> it must be related. Has nothing to do with that time I fell down the stairs. That explains why there was a doctor waiting at the exit of the the movie theater saying, "Dead, alive, dead, dead, alive, dead." <laughs> My dad, I think, if I'm correct. I couldn't find when I was researching it on the internet that when he went and saw it, he was saying that there was flashes of images that get you really get you. Like, if you think about it, there's like the split second images between the cuts. If you put it in there, your brain could get it in your head, like even if you don't visually catch it. And it'll be just like this horrific image that's in there that'll make the scene that you're watching even more horrific. Huh. They normally do that with concession stand items during the previews. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Popcorn, go get it. They really do. It's like an actual thing. It's pretty funny. I don't know if they have that anymore. I think they when they re-released it, it's not in there. It's because it was it was so bad that this hmm. was happening. And again, this is a wise tale from my father, and the internet could not prove me right or wrong with it. So all I know is that I guess The Exorcist was just so bad that people were 
really traumatized from so it. So if you're pregnant, do not watch The Exorcist. I guess not. I don't know how it holds up now. This is from 1973, man. Yeah, I kind of want to show like people from if if you took like a movie from now and showed it to the audiences back then, like how freaked out would they be? Let's if it was them. a horror movie or I bet they'd be even scared at like Avengers. <laughs> they'd be like, "Jesus, that guy's big and green." <laughs> <laughs> Why does he look like that? He, he just, still looks human. He just snapped and they all went away. He's in a V-neck. What's a V-neck? <laughs> Places would be too realistic for them. People would start freaking out that there was extra life on Mars. Oh, my gosh. Watching Endgame, they're like, oh, my God, that guy has a husband? That's we've, not allowed. We've only been to the moon twice. How are they on other planets? Uh. Anyway, there are ghosts currently in the building. That's true. There are ghosts right now. Uh, they have um, ghost guns, GGs, pointed at us right now. Um, they are sticking us up. They've already stolen every Svengoolie prop. That's true. Every Svengoolie prop. Svengoolie. Yes. Uh, hey, I got a segment called, uh, What the Hell Did I Just Read? Uh, so I came upon a fake scam of an Amazon knockoff that has everything marked down to 1490, uh, $1,495 marked down from $3,495. Um, but their descriptions are really what shine. So I got a couple pieces that they had on sale, and their descriptions are so broken, it's magical. So the first one is... The alien UFO drone. The description for this one is, this drone allows you to take photos where you can't reach. At long last. <laughs> yes. I can shave everywhere. Um, <laughs> the next one is the eight-piece cookware set. Now listen carefully. The Gibson Palmer eight-piece cookware set in red is the perfect set to have in any kitchen. It is the set when you only have one, uh, when you only have you or a small group with three cooking pots and pans. It is the it, it is easy to multitask and cook different food. I repeat, three cooking pots and pans for an eight-piece cooking set. Uh, the heat-resistant accessories make it easy to stir, pour, and flip the food you're preparing. This set is dishwasher safe and easy for cleaning. See, it also comes with four sporks and a mug. Yes, that's why it's eight. It comes with force. Yes. Um, the next one is the 3D skull skeleton speaker. This product is an ad up uh, an adoption of high quality material. The speaker is durable and long lasting use. Specially skill. Uh, specially. Specially skull designed for easy and convenient use. Easy and convenient to control. It can easily connect to laptop, tablet, Kindle, iPhone, iPad, iPod, and Android smartphones. Also can be used in all different kinds of home and festival decorations, especially for Halloween celebrations. Now the specs on this, and I found two that stood out really well, is uh, that this skull Bluetooth speaker can easily connect to laptop, tablet, Kindle, iPhone, the whole thing. And then the other spec is that it's compatible with smartphones from every generation that has Bluetooth. They just wanted to make it extra clear. Hang on, I'm going to try this. 3D skull skeleton speaker, 3D skull skeleton speaker, 3D skull skeleton speaker. That's a tongue twister. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could, you'll have to do that with the 3D Skull Head Ice Cream Cube, uh, which is a Cole Head Ice Cream Cube mold machine, ice making ball, mold maker, mold tray, reusable kitchen tools. All one with all one sentence. It's like they were putting tags on it. <laughs> yeah. But I love how they left out the S in skull. 
This is a really reliable website. I'm I'm very excited. Yeah. So this is this is the kicker. Six meal automatic pet feeder. Six meals. Listen carefully. The six meal automatic feeder is designed for cats, dogs, and other small automatic feeding. The feeding time of three <laughs> meals can be preset every day. The owner can easily set feeding times and times through the control panel so that the pet can eat so that the pet can eat regularly regularly and quantitatively every time you eat the feeder can play a personalized recording of 8 seconds reminding your pet to eat also unlike the big easy feeder it only opens one lattice at a time this automatic feeder is a great tool to keep your dog in good eating habits whether it's home or not Six separate large food plates can be set up for six times feeding uh, for six times feeding time and recording the dog. Built-in display screen, microphone, speaker, and clock, so that the host can easily set four different feeding times. When the feeding time is scheduled, three eight-second personalized recordings will be played automatically to remind the dog to eat. Detachable plate parts are easy to clean and durable ABS material. Uh. Fix feeding quantity and time to help dogs protect healthy and reasonable eating habits. The rest is just usual. But I, do you notice anything weird about this? Well, first of all, it's you can set three, six, and four feeding times. Yes. Uh, you can set both one and three preset recordings. Yes. I don't know why there's a clock. Yes. <laughs> Animals can tell time now, apparently. And my, my sister's dog can. Like, he really? knows what time it is, and he can count to four, because he's got a certain time where he goes, I know this is the point in the night where the cats get fed, which means I get the leftovers. I know there's four plates, and I know that when we're done here, I go outside, I come back in, we go to bed. If any break happens, he just sits there and freaks out. <laughs> okay, well, that's basically because he's trained by being fed. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a clock does to us. <laughs> was, he, was he trained six meal times, three meal times, or four meal times? Uh, 13. Uh. I like how it says, though, or other small automatic feeding. Yeah. Like, okay, when I first heard that, I was thinking, well, if you need to for small, like, think if you kidnap a child and you have them in a cage and you need to do specific feedings. That's where my brain went. Like, you don't have to feed them. This thing can. Yeah. If you have to go do other stuff while they're in the cage, just make sure it feeds them. Well, yeah, and Who would it, pay for daycare? Exactly. Right? And, it, and it regulates their eating habits, whether they're home or not. Or not. This is fourteen ninety nine. you said? Uh, fourteen ninety five marked down from thirty forty five, like everything else on the website. Well, I don't. Maybe I am ready to have kids. Yeah. I really thought I wasn't, but it's apparently this easy. I think that whether it's home or not means that it can teleport to them wherever they are. They just forgot to add that feature when they were writing the description. That's good. I have outdoor cats. So uh, the last, the last thing from the website, very quick. Um, it's good for Halloween. The adult cow costume, and its description is, Gorilla inflatable costume is perfect for cosplay, Halloween, stage performance, and more. Their editor needs uh, to check that. There's 256 pages of this. Oh, that's probably what. Maybe. You know, gorilla and cow, they're both, they're easily mixed up. You can, if you see a cow, you instantly think, that's a gorilla. So I understand the mistyping. Uh. We're, uh, I, well, we have a fact we have check, a fact check right a fact now. Check. You know, we've been distracted from uh, the massive hurricane outside. Yeah, um, the, the hurricane's been throwing me a lot. But I, I think we should fact check this. Um, 
This was kind of my mistake. I'll take. Yeah, I'll go take ahead. Steven Spielberg actually married his first wife in 1985, but he directed Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom in 1984, meaning what everything I said was false. He divorced his wife in 1989 and married his second wife in 91, who was also the female lead in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Kate Capshaw Spielberg. And when was this fact-checked for? Just because my brain think you just pulled that out of your ass right now. When we were it talking was... about Temple of Doom and the Blood Basement. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. This was, uh, the fact-check was brought in sometime around the time the ghosts were leaving with my wallet. Yes. Uh, and, and Samuel and... sat idly by and did nothing. I cheered them on. Um, <laughs> he told them where it was. That's true. Yeah. Uh, we also like to clarify that Michael Dukakis lost the election by a decisive margin in the Electoral College to George H.W. Bush, that's Big Daddy Bush, and Dan Quayle, carrying only 10 states in the District of Columbia. I thought D.C. didn't get a vote. I thought that was a big thing. I, I guess they get a vote. No, they don't get representation in Congress. That's what it is. My other... Footage- uh, oh, I was going to say, I really love how among the fact tracks is the war of 1812 lasted from 1812 to 1815. So your guys' years that you guys kept throwing out 1815, 1817, or whichever one of you said it, you're both wrong. Uh, no, yeah. we got the war of 1812 right. We fucked up the um, World War One. Yes, you fucked it up. We. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he's taking you down with the ship. <laughs> uh, uh, technically... Tommy's uncle is not Cuban, but his father is a Viking. <laughs> My uncle is Cuban, for the record. We're just related by marriage, not blood. There is this, not a there's not a bone in my body that isn't white. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, and we were wrong about uh, King Tut um, because Steve Martin's still alive. Oh, that's fair. And apparently you can train locusts with food reward. It's a bit more complicated than this, but all the locusts, regardless of phase, were able to learn the association. We See? actually learned something today. Oh. I've gained a positive. <laughs> Look at that. I've learned many things today. Yeah. Um, there's also some more Tommy ones. Tommy's sister's pet cannot tell time. And Tommy is not ready to have kids. Well, that wasn't I just nice. wanted to get the Tommy ones out <laughs> yes, of the way. That's true. Oh. Oh, that's a picture of me with my cat. All right. And when I was younger. Oh, he was so innocent back then. He's on Prozac now. <laughs> What does he live in Florida too? <laughs> they said it would get him to stop pissing on the walls. Uh, Apparently, it, it hasn't, so they're upping his dosage. <laughs> My cat uh, is on antidepressants. Uh, uh, if you like and friends, then be sure to check out some other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like the Car Guy Report. Oh, it's Informed Automotive. Informed Automotive. You sound like a radio car guy. An Opai show. And it has, uh, who, I can't, what are the... Mark, Mark Vernon, Vernon and Lou Castible. I don't know if I pronounced Castible correctly. Castable? Castable. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Castable. Castable. It's about Mark Vernon and Lou Castible, a true lifelong car guys who have motor oil in their veins, covering everything from what's going on in the auto industry to cars they've seen while running errands. If it has tires and an engine and a steering wheel, it is fair game for these two. The Car Guys Report, informed automotive. Just go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. We have one last, we have one last fact to check. Uh, there's apparently not a bomb threat downtown, nor is there a Steve Kahn. 
the hurricane, the ghosts, and the the boat. Those were all, all real. real. All real. Oh, and the aliens. Right. The al- I knew I was forgetting something. And the Thank aliens. You. Yes. And the aliens. You can't forget about them because pretty soon they'll be here, and then we'll have ghosts and aliens in here, and it's going to get a weird, chaotic, maybe Ghostbusters theme song playing through well, the speakers. Well, they ripped... The ceiling off around the the Chicago TV exhibit, but they seem to have walked on for now. So eventually they'll probably come back, but I think we got time to finish out. Yeah, we have time for uh, doing, uh, speaking of music, our music without music. Oh, yes. Yes. Since legally we can't play the songs, we have music without music. Music without music? Who, Who had it this week? Kimmy. So our lovely final segment. Music without music. Kimmy, you want to explain what it is? Well, it's music where we talk about music, but we don't actually play the song. But we've now gotten the okay to play it until our lawyer says, stop it. So so this song is called If I Lost You by Why The Face. Um, she actually performed... Uh, as an opener for Joey Dosick when he came into town, and oh. I really got into listening to her because of her performance. And um, if you want to play the music at, before it goes out, you can also pause us right here and then play it and then come back to it because the music's going to go away eventually. Yes, if you'd like to play the music without music home game, uh, <laughs> we will be starting the, uh, the play in three, two, one, now. Also, watching her perform the guitar in this live is amazing. Sounds like it would be. I'm like, she also sounds beautiful. Yeah. Very sultry. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it gets different because, wait, 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 wait. She has, she has the pedals when she plays, so it's all her doing it. She did this live, and I was just like, jaw floor. Oh, that's great. Jaw floor. My dad has a whole setup of like this whole pedal board and I'm like I don't even know how you keep track of what all of them do. I've watched because my boy friend uh, does it and he um, I was going to say just boy and it sounded weird like I have a child but he my has boy. the whole setup my, my too boy. and I'll just watch I mean it's not as great as her no offense to him but because it's just interesting when they switch between yeah. them and then you just get that little um, uh, loop going yeah, around with loop, one yeah. part of it and her voice too. Unfortunately, our lawyers are telling us to shut it off, so you can't hear, but we can. We're still enjoying it. Oh, it sounds great. Do you I actually enjoy you to this play one? The... I'm liking this a lot. I yeah. think, no, this is pretty good. I like it. I was trying to pick one, mainly not to say like Tommy hates my music, but I feel like Tommy's the one I try to now see because he brings always something different, and I always have something different. Mm. I liked the Icelandic rap group. That's true. Yeah. But there was one that you were kind of like, meh, meh. Well, this think, one's this one's pretty laid back. For You've had two laid back ones in a row. I feel yeah. laid back some days. I feel like this is one, if I had her record, I would put it just on my record player nice. and just lay on the floor and go back to those days. Well, I've been recording on the weekends. It's hard not to have a little laid back vibe to it. Right? Yeah. That too. And I just, oh my God, if you ever get a chance to see her or Joey Dosick, they played here in Chicago. I think it was at the Lincoln Hall. And Did they? first time there and it was beautiful did they play any songs together yes that was oh, the whole nice. thing like they did a lot together she opened up and then they did stuff together and she came back out to sing during some of his songs because nice. he has them but um i was both of them are just amazing guitar players nice i forgot what band joey dosick is also in um but uh, i would if i could see her again tommy it's, 
Is there a music? Is this a music video that's playing right now, or? Uh, no, I'm just looking at the gorgeous album art. Oh, it's yeah. Like her name is Emily Browning, just so you know. Emily I keep C. Saying, Browning. Yes, because I guess there also is another artist called Emily Browning. I remember she went on a whole tangent on her performance of this to make sure you look her up on Spotify, saying Emily C. Browning. There's probably a rule of like union with that too, because another like actors union, like SAG after you can't have the same name as anyone else in the union. Yeah, so it's a way to like save yourself with it, but. So. Um. So wait, why why is her name Emily? C- why the face if it's Emily C. Browning? What? Is that the album title? What? Why the face? No, why the face is um. You know, if you look at on Spotify, that's actually how I found it was by huh. looking up why the face. Now that you say it, I'm actually intrigued because I didn't even real <laughs> realize that. I just remember saving her. Yeah, that's her artist name for some things. She has multiple ones i think huh like she like multiple different things she's a part of because i think her songs is also something she's in there's also a book i'm trying to remember all the things because she was a part of so many different like groupings and she did her own stuff but that was just one of them one of the songs when she played it live man my jaw was on the ground makes me want to learn guitar but i suck at learning things like musical instruments all right well i tried to learn guitar once Seems like we're we're reeling up against the end. The hostage crisis is over. the The ghosts are gone. The aliens haven't come to massage my butt. Mm-mm. No. But you know what you can always do is lit- listen, subscribe, and rate and friends on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher. Tune in. Just search for Radio Misfits. Uh, we have special thanks. Special thanks. The Tony Lashano's um, executive producer. Special thanks is to Tony. And he's with the opishows.com. Opi is hippo spelled backwards. Hopefully no more creepy Tommy. And then Opi is O-P-P-I-H shows.com. And we're distributed by... Edgela with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio, no dead. Just move, better place. RadioMisfits.com. All right, D- Demon Tommy, get back in the basement. Go, get out of here. No, get get out. I'll spritz you. I'll spritz you. No spritz. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in. Or Stitcher or Spotify. <laughs> we'll, see we'll see you next. Go, come on. We'll see you next week. God, get out of here. Go listen to another podcast. An Opi Show podcast. That's right. Listen to one of our podcasts that we're on. Yes. Jesus. Bye. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Opi! Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, how to road trip in classic style, plus a Ferrari SUV? Yup. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, and Opi Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm thinking about listening to Free Kicks. Rick Kempfer, Adam... Okay, you've got Kempfer written down, but you don't have... <laughs> it's Howarth. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, because I, 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 was, I was really glad that yeah, I would have said the same thing. Like, what? Howarth? I was going to say, like, Howarth? I don't know. It looks wrong. He spelled Howard wrong, so don't, don't yell at me. Um... <laughs>
<laughs> it's how this is the promo now instead just instead of the actual one <laughs> yeah i'm thinking about listening to free kicks Nah, that's just something we're sure about it. Be sure to tune in to Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. Our podcast highlights the best soccer league in the world. The English Premier League. We recap the previous week's games. And preview the upcoming games. I do it from an American point of view. And I do it as an authentic Brit, accent and all. That's authentic, right, Governor? Not exactly how I say it. <laughs> we all also talk about the local soccer scene because Adam is the Illinois Youth Director of Coaching. If you love soccer, football, football, tune in to Free Kicks. New episodes drop weekly on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.